Ladies and gentlemen, Dandy City get their first three points of the season in a major upset away to Green Gully. Avondale go top and start to consider goal difference way too early on in the season. Heidelberg try to break the net twice in one game, and Branson and I argue whether or not winning 2-1 is actually a win. Let's not waste a minute. It's episode five of the Semi Pro Potty. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another week of the Semi Pro Potty. You are joined by your host, as ever, William Chambers, and to my right, Branson Gibson. How are you this week, mate? I'm doing very well, thank you, Will. How are you, mate? I'm Bonza. Bonza, how was was your weekend? Uh, Weekend was good, weekend very good, full of football, as always. Um, Yeah, really keen to sort of take all the things we got out of the weekend from football, dissect them over the next half hour to an hour, and yeah, just keep talking about semi-professional football. What about yours, mate? Uh, mine was pretty good. Again, enjoyed the games. Got to a couple myself, so that should be good fun to uh, chat a bit about that. But uh, before we get rolling, Will, kit bag, mate. What have you gone on for kit bag this week? I know we always say it's every segment's our favourite segment, but this is. This, this is, is, a, this is our real favourite. Got a bit of a treat this week. Yep. Because mine has very little to do with football itself. So oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sporting a racing club DeLon scarf, which are a French club. Yep. They're kind of teeter between, you know, Ligue 1 and 2nd yeah, Division. Bit, you know, bit, they're, they're, bit, bit of a yo-yo club. Yeah, I think their home is probably in the 2nd Division. So, you know, whilst not so professional, still still like a little bit yeah. little bit shit. Flirt with League 1 every now and then. Exactly. Um, I watched a movie ages ago. It was a French romantic comedy, essentially. Great. Very good. Bienvenue <laughs> yep. uh, Lestie, which I believe is Welcome <laughs> to the Sticks. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Uh, hilarious film, excellent. There's about a scene in it for two minutes where they go to a soccer game, and it was Racing Club Delons. And I went, "Great, love the film. Need the club scarf. looks pretty good. Get the scarf." So I can absolutely get around that. The whole idea of seeing a club and just going, "Do you know what? I like it. I'm hopping on." Yeah, something cool about them for some lame reason. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, nice. it's a great color scheme as well. It's yellow, red, and white. It's just a bit underutilised it is it is generally I'm I'm very happy with it Branson what about yours what are you sporting this week Uh, sporting well what I am wearing is a sporting Kansas City kit uh, giving the MLS a bit of a run the Americans sporting Kansas City very cool kit I reckon sky blue it's got some funky checks on it Mm -hmm. which I like no no. use of the word funky in 2019 yeah it's got some some cool groovy checks I quite like it just uh, sky blue is probably, I'd say, my, my favourite colour, I reckon. Melbourne City wear it, Sporting Kansas City wear it. I quite like them, but I think it's good. Wow, excellent kit. Good. Yeah, let's turn our attention away from the kits, jump into the weekend's action. Well, there were plenty of good games this week, but firstly, well, for you, it was a little bit of a disappointing weekend, simply because there were not any goalkeepers wearing hats this week. Of course, there were two, there were two last week. Hume City's keeper had one. I think an under-20, can't remember what team, had one on. But this week, no, no cap action. Yeah, there's always, there's always been a question around why Australia plays soccer, like, you know, the A-League does its season in the summer and everything, and they've argued it's an all-year sport then. Yep. You know, so we can go from A-League into sort of you more grassroots football in the winter and, and mm-hmm. the whole of the year. I actually think one of their metrics is goalkeepers wearing caps. And so they're like, Should if be. we put it in summer, higher chance yep. of goalkeepers wearing caps. In winter, why don't goalkeepers wear beanies? Should they? I mean, 
Do they not? They could. I mean, I don't know. Players wear gloves. Yeah. Goalkeepers are always wearing gloves. But look, let's wait five or ten rounds. Yeah, yeah could could see where we get to in the, in the middle of a rainy pitch and see cold weekend and see where it goes. So no hats or beanies this week, but plenty of good games. Mm. And first game of the round: Melbourne Knights against Bentley Greens. Tell us about it, Will. Yeah, so it was Melbourne Knights two goals to the good, two 0 win over Bentley Greens. Cracking game, like. Yep. High quality. Um, it was a game that was really defined, I think, by the number of chances that were created. I don't want to say that the midfield was was like non-existent, but more often than not, the, the ball wasn't sort of sitting around midfield being passed around too much. It was, it was really getting forward, creating chances, Quite creating flowing. opportunities. Yeah. Um, and both teams really sort of came out of the sheds ready to go. So they weren't sort of trying to get a foothold in the game. They both went out um, sort of at the same vivacity, and then it showed in the chances that were created. Um, look, overall, Bentley hit the crossfire twice throughout the game. That could have changed the, the scoreline quite a bit. But, you know, as I always like to think of it, you know, Coach Bombay and the Mighty Ducks, where, you know, yeah, you say, yeah, you say that if the, uh, if the chance had, had gone an inch, inch to the left, it would have gone in. Yep. And then he goes, well, if it had gone an inch to the right, it would have missed completely. Ooh. So crossbars don't count as goals. And Tom, Coach Bombay just uh, burned there. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. His whole Excellent. life just shattered. Yeah, yeah, just absolutely cut down. Um... Uh, back to the game though aside from yeah. Mighty Ducks yep. uh, UL for Bentley was also unlucky not to score yeah, so he had some good ones <laughs> two really good chances yeah and there just could have been the scoreline for this literally could have been seven other different permutations of scorelines had certain players taken chances or yep. you know so on and so forth but like ultimately there were two goals from Hamish Watson um, one in each half um, and Knights got the 2-0 win but it definitely flatters them the 2-0 win you know you can see, yeah you can see a 2-0 win and be like yep they had this game under control even the timing of the goals you know one, one in the first half one sort of midway through the second half you can sort of make that look like they were completely in control of the game but Bentley definitely had their chances Bentley played well um, I, I don't think the 2-0 really reflects the, the, the sort of game well first loss of the season for Bentley and sort of the first game this year where things didn't quite go their way. You well, he's been on the score sheet quite regularly, couldn't get on this week. Couple of crossbars didn't quite work, but the Knights climbing the table. Looking yeah, good, really good. So that was Melbourne Knights two, Bentley Greens nil. Um, Branson, do you want to give us a, a bit of a spiel around Pasco Vale, who lost one nil to Port Melbourne? Yes, they did. This game was not quite as free flowing, not quite as many guilt edged chances as the Melbourne Knights Bentley, but still still a fascinating game. Uh, not a whole lot to talk about. Uh, Stephen Hatsikotsis, believe I got that right, uh, had a shot for Pascal Vale that hit the bar. That was their main real chance of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Port Melbourne opened the scoring. 1-0, of course, they opened the scoring. Port Melbourne scored. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, would yeah, would yeah, be very right. funny if they didn't open yeah, the scoring. Yeah, Port Melbourne didn't open the scoring, <laughs> but, uh, but they won 1-0. Anyway, Michael Eager scored for the second half for Port Melbourne. Pasco Vale were caught out by the sneaky substitution quick corner tactic. They I were love make- that. Yeah, the often used ones. So they were making a sub. Pasco Vale didn't mark it. The sub runs straight on, took the short corner, whips the ball in. Uh, comical defending. Pasco Vale, two defenders literally fell over each other. Yeah, ball fell it. to Michael Eager, put it in the back of the net. 1-0 Port Melbourne. But... The highlight or low the moment of the game really was Port Melbourne's Sam Ford first half missed 
an absolute shocker. It was like, oh my goodness. Yeah, I feel like, like it, it, we. I'd back either of us to. We easily could have done that. Yeah, we, and, we, and we couldn't have done worse. Yeah, really. Let me just sort of point out as well. We don't. We say that with a lot of gravity because there are a lot of times where we go to games of soccer and someone will just pull off a regulation pass in midfield, and I'll put my hand up and say I couldn't do that. Yeah. So you know, I'm not the kind of person, the armchair warrior, to see you know Cristiano Ronaldo pull off a bicycle yeah. kick and miss and be like, oh, you are shit. I, well, I, I, I love watching, uh, like going to games and watching players do something really bad and going, yeah, I would have done that. I could have done that. Yeah. And this was one of those moments. Yeah. So it was like a ball cut across. Across the six-yard box, low cross, had a bit of venom to it. In, ve- it in fairness, did. it was a good, but it was a good cross. It, it wasn't like it did difficult. It did, uh, but he had a wide open net. He was inside the six-yard box, and he just absolutely skied it. It went way over the bar, mm. fluffed it right up. We'll post it on Twitter. Take a look. Great entertainment. I mean... Yeah, it, definitely. It, it's one of those ones... Look, credit to him. I think he just gets straight back up and kind of goes, yeah, I've absolutely spooned this yeah, one. And, and sort of... He's probably walking away going, oh, I'm real glad that they're live streaming all these games now, <laughs> but that's all right. Anyway, moving on uh, to the next game. Green Gully, Dandenong City. Well, Dandy City, uh, we don't have a team. You and I don't really have teams, but Dandenong City hold a special place in your heart. Tell us about them. Oh, oh, this was a thigh rubber. This was a thigh rubber. Yeah, this is all. Oh, this is. <laughs> I've not heard that before. That's a oh, great experience. I'm going to use this that is, more um, often. This is one of the ones where I think in the first episodes where we talked about what we wanted to get out of semi-professional potty and everything along those lines, it was games exactly like this. There's actually kind of not much football for me to discuss in this game. It's more events. Like, Event, like, yeah. like just major events within the game. Mm, um, big moments. Yeah, look, to contextualise it, Dandy City, bottom of the ladder last winless. week. Winless. Love a red card. Love a red card. <laughs> really love a red card. I think they'd, go- they'd gone through their first game last week without getting a red card. Yeah. Um, Green Gully, they got off to a really good start of the season. Lost last week, albeit it was against Bentley Greens, which was... Tough game. You know, tough game. So they were definitely looking to bounce back. The game ended 3-2 to Dandenong City. Golfest. Absolute golfest. Um, so was it, was, it-, it was at Green Gully. Yep. Yep. And it was just a first half of pandemonium almost. Ooh. Four goals, two red cards. Two red cards. Yeah, lots of spice. Oh, it was, yeah, you wouldn't have wanted to be doing stats on that game. You'd barely be able to look up. <laughs> the old, the old score sheet would be pretty busy, you know, goal scorers, red card. Yeah, it just it was ridiculous. But um, we also got to see our first hat trick of the NPL season. Yeah, yeah, yep. yep. Yeah, so look, well, tell us about it. Yeah, so look, running through the game, um, look, Green Gully go ahead early, 11 minutes in, absolutely scrappy goal, I believe it was poked home by Purcell, it was just a two defenders choosing not to, or a defender and the goalkeeper choosing not to clear it. They talk about football being the beautiful game, that was not a beautiful, <laughs> no. that was not a beautiful moment in the beautiful game, but they all count, yeah, they all the, count. Kind of the ugly moment that makes the beautiful moments look even more beautiful. Ah, there you go, yeah. nice, put that on a t-shirt. Yeah, it's great. Um, so... In the 20th minute mark, though, Paul Yak for Daniel City scored his first, uh, which is a lovely, nice sort of right-footed curled finish past the goalkeeper from about... Quality. Quality finishes this very, weekend. Very but good Anyway, finish. can you tell me more? Um, so we're at 1-1 at the moment. 20 minutes in. Four minutes later, Green Gully. They take the lead back through Jay Davies. Um, absolutely venomous shot. Well, I was kind of shot directly at Kyle Kennedy, um, who was in the sticks. For Dandy City, but um, look, he could have done better, but you kind of understand... 
why why it's sort of gone in because mm-hmm. it's just been hit with such venom. Two one up. Yep. The script has been restored again. Yep. Um, then pretty Plenty much of- what happens is 29th minute, Polyak got in behind the defence uh, with consumer A lot of balls sort of in behind. He was finding a lot of space in, in behind that back four. Whilst there was a defender with a bit of pressure on him, um, he managed to lob the ball over um, and that was really quite a nice finish. Again, could have been defended better. All of these things. Um, 2-2, 30 minutes on the clock. Already action-packed. Yeah. Plenty, pl- plenty going on. Yeah, you've, in a, you've in a half got hour your money's worth. Yeah. Yeah. Then a pretty stupid challenge. In halfway, it's one of those ones where it's a 50-50 ball. The balls, if you lose possession of the ball, there's other players around you to, to sort of soak up the pressure and maybe like... It was already on a yellow card as well, wasn't already it? Already on a yellow. It was a second yellow red yeah, card. Second so it was for Jawadi, and he's just gone in over the ball, got a lot of the player... Not a great challenge if you're already booked. Yeah, it's not like not good. Yeah, it's and this you is should just know a, better. It's a running trend with Dandy City. I don't know how many players they're going to be able to field next week, considering the number of red cards <laughs> they get. But they've really got to take a look at it because you just you've got to have eleven players on the park. Dandy City, if you run out of players, give us a call. Oh, we'd give it a crack. Oh, quite Why like not? that. Put us on the bench. Would be very sound professional. Yep, good. Um, and you think they're okay? Green Gully have the lead. Uh, no, Green Gully uh, have sort of taken the lead every time in this game. Um, they've man now advantage. got a man advantage. You'd sort of make that count. But the Spice just didn't calm down in this game. They didn't do much. And then an off-the-ball incident um, between uh, Nicholas Kalmar on the halfway line, ultimately head-butting Braden Mann for Dandy City. Yeah. I and it's guess. like you just you can't get away with headbutts anymore, so rightfully so. And this is like a minute before halftime. Yeah. So you just get straight red. Straight red. Yeah. Um, so oh, he's off. Good call. Good call. Yeah, very good call. Yeah. Um, yeah, straight red. 10 versus 10. 2-2 two, two on the score sheet. Second half, Daniel City came out and just, I don't want to say dominated because the, there were definite, like, the spies sort of continued, but they had the lion's share of chances. Um, Poliak sealed his hat trick seven minutes into the second half to put Danny in front 3-2. So they came back three times in the match. So they went a goal down, yeah, then yeah. they were a goal down, then they were, went and right. roll up. So that, right. that was a really yeah. like good good show of character for them. A um, couple of smart saves as well towards the end to just keep that scoreline to to three two. It, it, it kind of from couldn't... from Grand Gully, Joe, yeah, Joe yeah. Tyson, right? yeah. So he made some good saves. Yeah, some good saves. We've um, mentioned his name a couple of times. Once, One of the what, keepers what, who's like calamitous, but also good. Yeah, well, I think this week he was mm, column A, column B. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, excellent game. Really, just not a lot of football to discuss there. Just events of goals and tackles and spice and everything. So it's kind of everything yeah. I like about football. Oh, and speaking about events, it's Dandenong's first win of the year yeah. and first win in the NPL. Yeah, NPL top division. Yeah, gets them off the bottom of the table. Yeah, um, which is you just want to get that first win and under your belt. And no one ever wants to be on the bottom of the table. It's never a nice feeling. Yeah. Everyone knows. So I, th- I think a lot is done psychologically or yeah. mentally just being like, we are now not on the bottom. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Green Gully, though, that's just a two, two losses on the trot. Um, yeah, so them, they've sort of them down a little they bit. Were, they, we were sort of looking at them at the start of the year being like, look, they could really be the goods. But two losses on the trot, all of a sudden they're mid-table. I mean, it's not like panic stations at all at this stage but you know they're just not looking as as good as we thought they were after the first two to three rounds 
Um, so look, that was an excellent game. Definitely check out the highlights of that one if you can. Um, Branson, you had an in-depth look this week at Avondale 4, South Melbourne nil. Tell us about that one. I did. Went to this game. Thoroughly exciting game. I thought it loomed as a tough game for Avondale. Uh, before this game, I think the three teams they played before this week had a combined one point between them. So South sort of, you know, winning two games on the trot, come into the game and go, all right, this could be, you know, a bit of a bit of a test here for Avonale, the first real test of the year. And I'd say, yeah, I'd say they passed, 4-0. 4-0, <laughs> I reckon they passed. Uh, dominant performance by Avondale. It was a cracking game, uh, great pace, plenty of chances at both ends, open ball movement, end-to-end stuff, really good. Avondale opened the scoring extremely early. I think it was in like the third minute. Yitte yep. Towns seeing a lot of seeing a, seeing a lot of early goals in the absolute this year. Yeah. Like it's one yep. of those ones where you've really got to start strong, or else you will be on the back foot to begin with. And you could say that that's almost exactly what happened in this game. Yitte Towns lovely had a little flick on, beat the keeper in the third minute, and then Avondale have that have that early advantage, and then straight away they're like you said they're on the front foot. Yep. They've got the ascendancy. Uh, Marafiotti and Christianis mm-hmm. both had some really good chances for South Melbourne, some good chances to, to peg it back. Marafiotti probably had the best chance to sort of drug his shot wide, but Avondale then went bang, bang, really made South Melbourne yeah. pay. Scored two goals in four minutes. Yeah. Stefan Valentini, lovely run on the edge of the area, sort of slaloms past a couple of defenders, pulls his shot back, taps it into the bottom corner, 2-0, and then three or four minutes later, Liam Boland, we've mentioned his name a lot Yeah, when we're talking about Avenel, got himself on the score sheet, lovely header from a free kick, 3-0 he, going... He kind of, yeah, he kind of offers a lot, doesn't he? He's, you know, able to get his head on it, he's a big sort of forward, he can finish with his feet though, he's, um, yeah, really quite an impressive Impressive footballer. Yep, he got himself on the score sheet. 3-0 at half-time. There was a bit of a fiery exchange at half-time as well. It was sort of weird. I was at the game, couldn't really tell what, what was happening, but the Avondale players were really remonstrating with the referee sort of in the middle of the pitch at half-time. The co- Avondale coach was having a red-hot go, I don't know, talking about something. I didn't see it. Mm. But then that sort of carried on into the tunnel. Like, at Avondale, they've got, like, a white cover tunnel, and yeah. all the players were in there. All of a sudden, you just hear some yelling. I was on the outside of the tunnel, of course, but you hear some yelling. You see players running in, so I don't really know what happened or why it happened. But that just, you know, added a little bit of a little bit of spice. A bit of spice. Yeah, no, it did. And there's been plenty of spice in the NPL, and particularly this week. Uh, I... Again, I don't know what happened in there. I don't think anyone got booked or shown a yeah. yellow card or anything. But, you know, added a little bit of... Shows the people care. Yeah, yeah. and added a little bit of uh, excitement for the second half of the year. You know, down 3-0, but if that fires South Melbourne up, mm-hmm. then, you know, anything could happen. And they actually had a really good chance to peg an early goal back. I can't remember. I think it was Howard had a chance for South Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Uh, missed it. All he had to do was get, you know, a touch on the ball... It was a cross, top of the six-yard box would have gone in. Didn't get it, and that was pretty much game over from there, to be honest. I mean, from there, it was all Avondale. Uh, Zinni was brought down in the box in, you know, midway through, or relatively early in the second half. Boland dispatched the penalty, all of a sudden 4-0, put it to bed. But the other thing as well, though, Avondale really... Really kept pushing, so it was four. It was absolutely not four nil, and they it genuinely could have been five, mm. six, seven. 
Jonathan Germano hit the post. I think it was Stefan Valentini had a one-on-one. He tried to go for the cheeky nutmeg mm-hmm. finish through the goalkeeper's legs and the goalkeeper just sort of sat on it. But it really could have been more Avenail 4-0. And they, in my opinion, they really sort of re-established themselves as yeah. a top team. Like, I mean, they haven't lost four wins from four games. But, you know, they haven't played they've great They've been tags. a bit inconsistent. And yeah, a couple yeah. of mediocre performances. 1-0 yeah. over Port on a penalty. 2-1 over Kingston without looking amazing. Well, they come out here, South Melbourne, who, let's be honest, aren't necessarily great. They've got their own flaws. But they're, they're get-at-able. I describe South Melbourne as get-at-able. On their day, they're very good. But yeah. if you... Do your due, your if you do your due diligence and you prepare properly and you sort of you go out there with the right mentality, you can get at South Melbourne. They're totally, very totally agree. They they're really good. At, you, South Melbourne could win every game, could lose every game. Yeah. I know that sounds yeah. dumb, but they but like it, it's they, true. It's yeah, they really could. But you know, Avondale first sort of real test, and and they they really passed. Uh, they still haven't played a top side yet. So I think yeah. every team they play, every team they've played is in the bottom half of the table yep. at the moment. So we said, will they be able to do it on a rainy day in sunshine? Will they be able to do it against, uh, you know, Maybe a top, your a top greens or exactly, someone, or yeah. your Melbourne Knights, or even like you know your Green yeah. Gullies or your Humes, you know, sort of rising yeah. teams. We'll see, but full marks for Avondale. Great game. Yeah, excellent. Um, so moving on to the next game, um, look, Dandy Thunder 1, Altona Magic 3. Um, look, I dare say on the balance of play, Altona were probably the better of the two sides out of this one. Um, Branson, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd agree with that. Uh, again, we, we had some more high-quality games in this one. A few good chances for both teams, but, you know, nothing too exciting. I think it was Ruthven and Kaczynski scored for the Magic 2-0 at halftime. Dandenong had a couple of chances, but none really sort of yeah. gilt-edged or nothing to talk about. Two major, 2-0. Uh, Altona made it 3-0 on, I'm going to say, probably a goalkeeper howler. Another very interesting goalkeeping moment in the NPL. Well, the Piers Clark, the Thunder goalkeeper, he just sort of went walkabouts. Yeah, he did. On, on, on the third goal. And, well, I won't ask you if you think it's a howler or not, because as we saw from our Twitter poll last week, uh, we've proved that you're not a great judge of what is classified as a howler and what isn't. After you thought you thought the... What was it? The Heidelberg keeper? Oh, sorry. The Heidelberg game. Yes, that's right. You said no howler. And I think 90% of our Twitter poll agreed that it was, with me that it was a howler. Yeah. And, like, I love our listeners very much. You know that. You know that this, what, <laughs> no, this one of my most enjoyable bits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, look, I'm, I'm a stats man. Yep. And, you know, no, I think I posted a link to it. Unless you're really getting about a 1,000 respondents, I don't think you can statistically stand by no, that, that you, poll. So, no, I think you can. Uh, also, set... Branson, did you vote in the poll as our Twitter account? Yeah, technically. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> what, what did you vote for? Uh, the how? Yeah. yeah, okay, so definitely. So technically you voted twice. Yeah, but, and right. I'm pretty sure that pretty much validates nah. all data that you nah. have there. So and, Anyway, so go ahead. Anyway. I will agree with this one. I will yeah, agree with this. This one's a howler. Yeah, goalkeeper, go goalkeeper runs out of his line. Yeah, his ball was near the byline. It was sort it's, of up and bouncing. A good one for the keeper to claim. He runs out to claim it and then just sort of doesn't. doesn't claim it. And then because he doesn't, there is absolutely no one on the goal line. Um, and Altona yeah. just slotted home. And 3-0, I think Dandenong City, Kieran Dover got a late... Oh, sorry. Dandenong City got a late penalty. Dandenong Thunder. Dandenong Thunder. Oh, my goodness. Yes, correct. Yes. Good, good pick up. 
3-0 Altair and then Dan and Thunder got a late penalty. Kieran Dover tapped it away. Really nothing more than yeah. compensation compensation goal. Yeah, is yeah. that what it's called? What do they call it? Not compensation. Consolation. Consolation. Right. Compensation yeah. goal. Compensation. I, I said I mean, that. Look, I said that, that straight away on you. I'm, uh, it's not compensation. Yeah. I've used the wrong word there. After, after, that, consolation after that game, goal. Boy, I think they do need some compensation goals yeah. in the upcoming <laughs> round because, you know, Dandy Thunder are now starting to look uh, uh, a little bit well, garbage. Yeah, well, two great wins after a great loss yep. week one and all of a sudden, you know, coming back to, coming back to earth a little bit there. But yeah. Mixed and it was back. at home as well, you know, it's one of the ones where, like, as good as Altona have sort of looked this year, you know, I'm not, I'm not seeing this trend where home teams dominate. Like, if, if you're an away team, you can get a win. Like, I'm, I'm not seeing any real trend that, you know, being at home is such a massive advantage yep. in this league. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a bit of an interesting one because, you know, in other leagues, you sort of kind of make a rule of, you know, win your home games and, and you're going you're gonna to be in a good position. Yeah. It's the points you pick up away from home that kind of more dictated, but no one seems to really be like making a fortress for themselves. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a bit of an interesting one to see how that pans out over yeah, the next few teams dropping points at home. The next game, Hume City Heidelberg. Will yeah, tell us about it. Two one to Heidelberg. Um, this one was another close one. I think over the balance of play, I think a draw probably would have suited this fixture a bit more. <laughs> I think that was probably a bit like I think Heidelberg, whilst they were good. Probably didn't do enough to really warrant, like, the three points. Like, Hume City were in it. They were looking dangerous. They had a couple of late chances to equalise. Um, but, yeah, look, ultimately, James Brown, whose name we seem to be mentioning yep. on a weekly basis now. We're starting to see trends emerge. Yeah, we are. Yep. Um, he opened the scoring. Um, there was another goal from a turnover. Um, so it was just poor passing from yes. Heidelberg. Trying to play really out from the back. sloppy. Yeah. Um, and I just don't think that's going to get better as the pitches get worse. This is a real consideration that I think you have to have. The keeper, Theodorides, um, he could have probably done a bit better for it. But yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe saveable. Yeah, I think it's, it's, I, it's one of those maybe saveables. Yeah, where... I think, uh, you would like your keeper. Keeper could have saved that, yeah. not should have. So yeah. if you keep him at, you'd like him to, but if he doesn't, you kind of, it's understandable. Yeah, so Hume were 1 0 up and, you know, sort of. Looked right on the balance of play at that stage. Um, but then the two follow-up goals from Heidelberg were absolute stonkers. Um, so there was, Yeah, there was a... There was Velocity. A, ve- yes. That's a crap word. That's a terrible <laughs> word. I'm just going to be quiet for yeah. the rest of the podcast. Uh, pl- oh, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I won't try to throw any ridiculous adjectives out there. How's yeah, that's that? all right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll leave that to it you. It was fast. Yeah. Um, no, so Tom Kay, who was brought down the penalty area um, and stepped up the plate, smashed home a penalty. It was a nice penalty. It's one of those ones where if you pick the right sort of spot you probably get a hand to it because it's a bit of a saveable height but it's hit with such venom that even if you get a mint to it it's probably going to go in he hit it real hard he did <laughs> well done Branson thank you I'm back um, on the horse uh, and then follow up one was Alex Schiavo um, I like this kind of finish this is the kind of finish where you almost hear the net like it really makes like a loud sound when it hits the net it was <laughs> like a, a smacking noise yeah I love it um, so that put them 2-1 up Heidelberg just after there, didn't really look back. Um, Hume, late chances. Brown hit the post. Again, we seem to be 
talking about that post was, shots quite well, a bit this that was, week. That was a really, really good like, chance. Brown hit the post. Yeah. And then it was the follow-up as well fell to yeah. some guy. And then... Oh, <laughs> fell to some guy. <laughs> yeah. The follow-up fell to a human player. And then that shot was cleared off the line. Yeah, yeah. In so, stoppage and that's, time. that's why I'm thinking that this is one of the ones where on the balance of play, I think a draw kind of maybe would have been a bit more fitting. But, yeah. hey, Heidelberg, looking good. Two good goals, you know, can't fault them. So, look, they got three points away. It's a good result. Well, Heidelberg now moved back into the top six. Yep. You know, sort of climbing, a climb, of yeah, yep. well, climbing that ladder, you know, ascending towards the top where we think they, they will be. Yep. And for Hume, they still sit fourth. So still a, still a relatively good start to the year for sure. And a loss to Heidelberg is not anything terrible like you can't feel yeah too and i bad think this is that. one of those fixtures that i'm going to look forward to sort of seeing throughout the year as well because i'll play again a couple of times i'm assuming i'm not sure how many times each team plays each other is it three or two i think or... it depends because the thing is 27 games for this yeah, so it's not like teams. a clean yeah, yeah. yeah okay cool so yeah there's i'm looking forward to seeing them play later on the year because i think they're two clubs that kind of suit playing against each other yep. you know that they've they've kind of they don't negate each other completely like mm-hmm. they've actually kind of taken it take the game under the belt and they run at each other and they, they play their own brand of football against each other and that's really entertaining to watch. But moving on, Kingston City 1, Oakley 1, Branson. Right, tell us about this one. Another interesting matchup, this one, simply because it's very early. So we don't want to say relegation battle, but it was... We battle. don't want to say relegation battle, but we're inadvertently saying relegation <laughs> battle. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll talk about this later, because we, we talked about, you know, teams on top, Green Gully, Hume, Holderberg. We've mentioned ladder positions a few times, but... So we'll talk about that in a little bit more depth later on. I've got a question for you. But as far as this one goes, at the time of the game, it was a battle of the bottom two sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, both teams really needed to win this. They both needed a win to just sort of get their season rolling... They both came into the game winless, yep. and they both left the game still winless. Yep. One all draw. Chris Irwin opened the scoring for Kingston City. Bit of a lucky goal, a deflected shot fell to him. A nice finish, but you know Oakley would probably feel a little bit hard done by. You know just the way the ball bounces, but also maybe defensively could have been a bit more organised to yep. try to sort of counter that. Um, Oakley had more of the chances after falling behind in the first half, but again, they were not great. There weren't many great chances, in particular in the first half. Oakley, they they really sort of showed why they're at the bottom of the mm. table. The, the, both teams, sorry, Kingston and Oakley, both sort of at times, or even throughout the whole game, sort of showed why they're not at the business end of the table. Mm-hmm. They just lacked... Quality, Dandenong, sorry, not Dandenong, Oakley just couldn't get quality balls. Oh, I mean, they got quality balls in, but they just like to, you know, that... That, that cutting edge. Is that yeah, final exactly. bit of polish you in know, that final e- third to exactly, put it in the back of the net? Exactly, yeah. you know, there'd be good balls in and then just... And we're now... La- lacking to put it in the back yeah, of the net. We're now four rounds in as well. When you First two to three, you sort of start to say, look, it's the cobwebs, you know, they're starting to... They're just trying yeah. to gel a bit. But it's like, yeah. we're now kind of getting to the point where you can't use that as an excuse because you've had your pre-season, you've had training, you've had four proper games to run through as a group. But this is when you start... Yeah. Wanna, you, you want to be getting results here. And yeah. I think Kingston City, in the first half, they only managed the one shot 
for the first mm. half, which they scored from. So uh, and Oakley only had five, and none of them were really any good. Yeah. Either so, not exactly a high quality game. There were more chances in the second half. Uh, John Honos, the Oakley Cannons keeper, made yeah. a nice save. Uh, Lucic. Yeah. For Oakley, had a really good chance to tie it up sort of midway through the first half. Yeah. Uh, couldn't get a toe on a dangerous low cross. Yeah, and I think looking at that, um, there's also we've not spoken about like managers much this season at all. You know, the managers themselves. And I know that there was... Oakley have got these really high expectations of them as a yep. club and, and what well, they do on and off the park. And mm-hmm. I heard there were a couple of reports of... Well, not reports because it's the well, NPL. No, like the, the Sydney Morning Herald and, you know... No, but there was discussion. Yeah. I, I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah, and so we're kind of now having our first dialogue of, this, of the podcast where we're talking about, you know, managers being under the, under well, the cosh. Well, exactly, and... During the broadcast, they were talking about the Oakley gaffer, Chris Taylor, whether or not his, his job was in jeopardy. Mm. Obviously, brought in Oakley, big expectations. Good squad as well. Like, they well, seem to have a good squad on paper. And Chris Taylor had success at South Melbourne, mm-hmm. so they really came in. I mean, they only missed out on the grand final last year on penalties, I think. They mm. lost to Heidelberg on penalties. Yeah. So they backed that up with bottom of the table. And I don't think people were necessarily calling for him to be sacked. Still probably yeah. too early for the, that. But the whispers were there where there's smoke, there's fire, you know, that, that yeah. sort of gaffer out it's chat such, is, yeah. is starting. The seed's being planted. You know, a few nervous mentions. It's such a brutal one because I always feel like some of those whispers happen um, not from, like, the, the players themselves, but... Sometimes, look, players sometimes don't buy into a manager. And, and, you know, it's far easier to sack a manager than it is, you know, to squad players and these sorts of things. The second a manager loses the dressing room, that's a borderline untenable problem to solve. You know, it's a really hard way to come back from that. So I hope that that's not happened because for you to lose a playing group early on, it would be... And full disclosure, we don't know if it has happened. We're not suggesting that he has lost the locker room. But going back to the game, Lukic, that great chance midway through the second half. If he'd got that, that really would have changed the complexion, would have tied it up. Oakley could have then gone on to try to get the winner rather than just trying to go on to get the equaliser. Yep. Eventually, they did get the equaliser. Marcus Demanche scored for Oakley, his first NPL Vic goal. Um, nice little interplay, neat pass through, and then a nice first-time shot. Made it 1-1. Set up a grandstand finish. Sort of lacked a little bit until right at the very, very end. Iconis for Kingston had a great shot in the 95th minute, but a big save from John Honos, and it means that the spoils were shared, one all draw. Yeah, and that would have been a really good, that would have been a really good opportunity at the end to nail. You know, that would have yeah. like because yeah. both teams needed three points. It's exactly, kind of like a draw exactly. at this stage doesn't really help. Well, it, it really means that both teams' campaigns remain stagnant. Like they're yeah. not really going anywhere. Like I think Oakley have only scored three goals this season, and one of them was from a penalty, yeah. which of course still counts. But you know, it's not great. Mm. But it's still very on early on. There's only a four point gap between second from bottom Kingston and the top six. Yeah. So like four four points is not a big gap. But at the same time, they the teams looked like they were a golf away. Yeah. Like a, a class. We're starting to see. Yeah, I, I think I'd agree with that. And, and, and that could very easily change. But I think for both teams, if they'd got this win, it really would have got the juices flowing. You're like, all right, here we go. We're on the yeah. board. Let's get it rolling. So when do you think we can start looking at that table with some seriousness? Because we're early in, but 
we're starting to see trends. We're starting to see the same names pop up with goals. We're starting to see the same clubs looking good. We're starting to see the same ones struggle. And I'm, and I'm glad you asked that question because that's exactly what I was thinking as well. Like, we're sort of seeing some trends emerging, but how... I mean, when do you think we can start locking teams in as title, as title contenders start saying teams are going to be in a relegation yeah. fight and label teams as just like, you know, you're also around. So when when would you say that? It's, um, it's week four now, still very early. 27, 27 rounds. So. I think it more depends on the statement because right now I can very confidently say that Avondale will be in the finals this year. Yeah. Like the way that they, they look like the team most likely to sort of grab games by the scruff of the neck and like yeah. you said in, in that game that you, you sort of covered they didn't stop falling off. They didn't stop. They kept going. Correct. They kept yep. pushing. Like, yep. So it depends on the statement. So the statement is, are Avondale going to be in the finals? Yes, you, I can start to sort mm-hmm. of say that. But it's like, you know, who's going to make the top six? You kind of can't answer that. Because like you said, there's only like four points between the, the two bottom place sides mm-hmm. and the top six. So, and, and that makes it hard to pick, you know, who's going to get relegated as well. I reckon if I had to put a number on it, yep. I'd say round nine. Oh, not round nine. Uh, yeah, probably round nine. Yeah. Round nine, I reckon, where teams are starting to play most mm-hmm. of the games. It's, you know, ideally once everyone's played everyone once, that would be... Yeah, that was going to be that, that sort of mid-season mid sort of split is the one that I sort of tend to look at. But, but even before then, you know, nine games, you can... I think nine games is about a safe number. I've also just realised as well, I think that everyone plays everyone twice. Yeah, I didn't want to put yeah, it up on that one yeah, before. Yeah, 13, but. yeah, I don't know what... But, I mean, that's perfect because then, essentially, we've got that sort of mid-season split. Everyone's played each other. But, look, it's a long season. This is the thing. Like, you can be in cracking form in the first four weeks. And it's not about how you start. It's how you finish. You know? Totally. That's, like, you you look at all of the sort of best teams in the world. You know, they've gone through their sort of... They tend to go through their problems earlier on in the season. Yep. Rather than in the final 10 matches. That's what what Oakley looks like they're doing now. Yeah, exactly. Also classic. I can't believe I mucked that up. That's brilliant. Anyway, 26 games, not 27. Everyone plays everyone twice. Good brand. Oh, my goodness. Put me in the bin. We've we've established on this podcast. Once again. the strongest at mathematics. Yeah, once again. Got an arts degree. Math, not my strong suit. (laughs) What? I don't know. Put me in the bin. Jeepers. Perfect way to curtail the end of uh, part one. That was the previous section. I I need to go into the sheds at halftime. Have a good hard look at myself. You need to give me a pump-up speech. (laughs) Whip me into line. Sit you down outside in a circle and point at you. Oh, yeah. yeah, Get a whiteboard. This is what you've done wrong. Sort me out. Help me out. Ladies and gentlemen, that was part one. Join us back for part two very shortly. I'll be better. Everyone, welcome back to part two of episode five, Semi-Pro Potty. This is the sort of bit where we start to talk a little bit less about the games and who did what, where and when and... More about football as a whole. Some of the interesting things that we've sort of noticed in semi-professional football. A bit more of the fun stuff. A lot more of the fun stuff. This is the this is the bit where if you don't really love football and why are you listening to this podcast, you might take a little bit more joy out of this part. Good chat time. Yeah, so Branson, what have we got on this week? What's our first one? Well, last week we did a bit of a quiz, or you gave me a little bit of a quiz, a little bit of trivia with the where are they now, where yes. you reeled off some... Who am I? Sort of question. Yeah, it was a Manny, Manny Musket yep. for Wellington Phoenix now playing for Green Gully. Green Gully. Yep. You Excellent. Pulled, pulled that one out. So I thought I might repay the favour, and I've got a bit of a quiz of my own for you this week. So we'll mm. see how it goes. I don't know if 
the quiz I've written is any good, but we'll we'll figure it out. I, so I'm going to preface this by saying that my knowledge of my ability to retain statistics and information is it's not outstanding. So that's right. I'm mildly concerned that this is going to be someone niche and. I'm going to really fail at this one, so I just want to kind of cover my bases first yeah. and say I don't, I'm not expecting to get this. No, I reckon we'll get there. I reckon there's a key... Anyway, key moment that we'll get there, but doesn't matter. Glossing on. So, the player, former A-League player, Argentinian... Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah, good. Now playing his <laughs> trade in NPL Vic. Argentinian origin. Argentinian player. Okay. Okay. You get a guess already? Give it a go. Give it well, a go. I mean, this is what the format was last week. Yeah, yeah, sorry. You yeah. sort of like... Just wasn't a great... Through... It wasn't a great leading clue by brand. Argentinian. Well, here so we go. A-League players, Argentinian origin. So yeah. that's actually quite a bit to work with because the A-League's only, what, 15 years old. Yeah. Argentinians, most of them have played for Adelaide United. Yeah. So I can probably... Like, that That helps. <laughs> yeah. Um... Marcello Karuska. No, because he's MPL. Oh, yeah, true. He's but, yep. I don't know playing in South Australia. I don't know because they're going to be playing in the MPL. Well, at least for this one, it is, yes. Oh, any yeah, other loose one? Yeah, any other loose ones you want to throw out there? Oh, Serge Aguero? Oh, he <laughs> could be. Imagine if he was, though. Why not? Oh, he, can you get marquee spots in? Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, he's only scored about a million dollars. <laughs> he's Manchester City. Form. Yeah. You, uh, anyway, no, crap, crap first clue. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, maybe his first A League appearance in 2011 for the Melbourne Heart. Mm. So Melbourne Heart, Argentinian player, 2011. Pre City wasn't there. Yeah, Pre City. Okay. Wasn't there when. The city transition happened. Was, was that it? their foundation? Was 2011 their first like their first year in the comp? Uh, I think he was there 2011, 2012. So I think that he was there for their second. Oh, so year. 2011 so was their second year. I think okay. 2010, 2011 was their first year, and then he was a second year player. I think he was there oh. for three or four years there for a little while. I have no idea on the or the sort of national nationality of this player. But well, he made Babalge. 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 It's Babal. Is it? Yeah, 100%. I thought it was Babalge. I mean, you don't have to say every letter in everyone's name. <laughs> you don't have um, to, but I think in this instance you do. No. He's, he's, tri- he's trialling with Brisbane anyway. Um, no, it's not him. He made 56 appearances for the Hearts, scored seven goals for the Red Whites. Okay, so, um, so 56 appearances, seven goals. Yep. So he's not a forward. Or no. he could be a forward. It's the A-League. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, he Melbourne wasn't. City, Melbourne Heart. Yeah. Um, Oh, no. Tough to get. He was most famous for pulling a Santa hat at there, for pulling a Santa hat out of his shorts and wearing it during a goal celebration. Oh, I do remember. Yes, because this was the weirdest thing. Like, he had it in his pants the entire time he was playing. Yeah, had to. I can't remember what minute he scored in, but yeah, had... Oh, I know. I remember... So this is the thing that I was saying at the start. I remember the kit that was worn. That was the really good white one with the sash. Like, I love a good sash kit. Same here. So I remember the kit, but I don't remember... I don't remember the... Yeah, but he pulled, pulled, pulled a Santa hat out of his short, wore it in the celebration. Apparently he had it in there for multiple games beforehand as well. What a weirdo. Uh, he now <laughs> plays for Avondale. Made his season debut this weekend. Oh, sure. Um, Hit the post at one stage. Did we mention it before? We, we did not mention Did we mention it before? I did. I was not paying attention. <laughs> highlights. I didn't... Oh, okay, so Avondale. Who are some names from Avondale that I really like the sound of? 
um, who played for Melbourne Heart. I've got nothing, mate. I've, I've, yeah, I, I'm going to concede defeat on this one. It was uh, Jonathan Germano. Germano. Oh, oh, it's Germano. Okay. Yeah, no, sorry, Jonathan Germano. Mm. Uh, maybe a bit of a tricky one. I'm not sure if I teed you up for great success there with some of my clues. But no, no, no. Was, I mean, Argentinian played in the A-League. I was like, well, I, thought, I was a bull to a red flag for that one. I was like, here we go. In a way, you sort of got it, because you definitely remembered the Santa Hat celebration, yeah. which I think was his most famous moment yeah. in the A-League. It's not a great thing for a footballer to be remembered for oh, pulling a Santa Hat out of your no, pants. No, but, you know, it was great. But anyway, that that was the uh, that was the quick quiz segment. Right yeah, there. that was a good one. I like that yeah. one. Um, Might have to make a reappearance again. See first season at Avondale? I think it was there last year as well. Yeah. Could be his, definitely his, at le- definitely at least his second. I think it's his third. Oh, okay, to be honest, very but nice. Not very 100% good. On that one. Always good to see A League players stay in Australia, yeah, keep but, playing football. Well, he's yep. he's since become an Australian citizen. Actually, oh, so. lovely. Yep. All for it. Hey, uh, Will. Yeah, mate. Did uh, Southern United win on the weekend? Mm, no. No. I mean, and it's yeah. not even a better one. Ten nil lost to oh. Geelong Galaxy. Oh, that's not great. Yeah. Uh-huh. The only thing I will say about that, though, is there is another team that is also leaking a lot of goals. Oh, yeah. So, see, goal difference. They, they may not... Senior NTC. Yeah. yeah they, I checked them out as well. They may not... Like, they may not win a game. Yeah. But they may not finish bottom purely on goal difference. Well, one but, thing I did notice, I did have a look at the table. Senior NTC, though, they have scored a goal this oh, year. Okay. Only one, but Southern still haven't. But... Oh. Anyway. Sadness. We'll find out how they go on next week. Um, Moving on. Yes. Now, this international is a, theme. Yeah, this is this, a, this is a non. I'd want to limit the amount that we talk about non semi-professional yep, football. That's why this one is a big one. Yeah, and it's kind of important to the podcast because it will dictate whether or not we have an episode next week. But and it dictates banter, which is what we love. Yeah, and it what is. it should all be about. Yeah. Um. So this <laughs> weekend, football, good brand. I am obviously a, <laughs> I am a I am a staunch Liverpool supporter, Branson staunch Fulham supporter, mm-hmm. and we meet in the league this week, and we so thought. We Let's spice up it. Let's make it a bit interesting. Now, yep. you know, we we don't condone gambling and betting and all those things for it's money a, because it's, it's a kind of a bit silly. This is a, a this friendly is a wager. Yeah, this it's is more a, targeted at embarrassing the other yeah. person or making them well, uncomfortable than any sort of monetary or financial yeah, gain of the, any sort. That's the kind of thing that I think we're sort of after here is uh, if we can just ridicule each other through some sort of structured yep. format, that's perfect so, for us. Liverpool versus Fulham, we're going to have a bet. Now, I want to preface this bet by saying that I don't think this should just be a straight head-to-head bet because, let's be honest, Fulham are very unlikely to win. See, Liverpool, that's not a problem. But Liverpool, don't make a bet if you... Like, your, your club, you're not willing to back your club. Well, so, so funny you mention that. So here's what I reckon. Talking about backing your club, what I reckon is the bet should be that Fulham will Fulham lose... By over two and a half goals. So here's what I'm saying. I'm saying if Fulham lose to Liverpool by three 0 then then you win. I if, win the bet. If yeah. Fulham lose by two goals or less, I'm taking that as a win for Fulham because as Liverpool second on the table, you're all high and mighty, or you all think you're high and mighty. You all think oh, you're mighty. Here you go. Uh, well, I, anyway, I'll settle down for a moment. Are you telling me, you're talking about backing your, your boys, are you telling me that you as the second place Liverpool are not backing your boys to beat Fulham, who have the worst defence in all of Europe's top five leagues, by more than two goals? So, yes, because my caveat is, 
Not that you'd understand this. You are backing. You are backing him, or you're no, not backing him. No, because of if this fixture was next week. Now yeah. I know that you're not going to understand this part of it, but no, bear with me. I'll explain it a bit. European football is a concept, is a thing that happens. So Liverpool well, playing European football. Yes, they did actually. Juventus game was yeah. very good. I yeah. remember that very anyway, fondly. Um, continue. So Liverpool traditionally, we've got Bayern Munich tomorrow. Whenever we have a big night in Europe, we tend to have a very bad performance in the league uh, the following game. So, that's why I'm saying I actually think that a 1-0 win here would be good. I, I'm saying that 1-0 win, <laughs> Liverpool v Fulham, is all that we need oh, this weekend. Oh. That's if Wait, we go so, well against... No, Bayern. I reckon that's a cop-out. If you don't want to... If, you qualified for the Champions League, now you have to deal with it. If you don't want yeah. to deal with it, just no, don't can, make Europe. So, no, we can deal with Champions so League. Being, so, so, where are we setting the line at? Two and a half? Look, if you have Two zero goals. faith in your team to league less than three goals, oh, then, like... Fulham have played 30... Okay, Fulham have played 30 games this year. They've conceded two or more game, two or more goals in 24 of them. So yeah. we are going to give up goals. Mitrovic will score one, but we are going to give up goals. Okay, so... All right. So, uh, look, I'm willing to concede. Yeah. 2.5 is the, the right. ultimate handicap for this game. Yep. So Liverpool have to win by a clear two goals. By more than two goals. So we need to win by... F- okay. Oh, that's kind of... If Mitrovic is going to score one, then we need to... Yeah, I mean, that's... Like, you really don't back you guys at all, do you? All right, we'll say one and a half. One and a half. Yeah. All right. Because yeah. if Liverpool win 3-1, yeah. that's a win in my mind. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's also a win, and yeah. it's a win in your mind. Great. Anyway, moving it on. So what are we going to bet? Um, so the obvious one is that you have to wear a Liverpool kit next week, or I have okay. to wear a Fulham kit next yep. week. Good. I think that's it's a safe one. Bag. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I, think, I think that's safe. Yep. Or like a, a mode of merchandise. Yep. Um, I've got about eight Fulham kits you can choose from. <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> yep. um, so that's the safe one. There could be one where it's like we then need to go and like say if there's like an X factor bet. So say if like Fulham, oh, yeah, say like if Fulham keep a clean sheet, if Fulham actually win or draw or get yeah. a point, yeah, or anything other than yes, just the, ooh, yeah. Then what we do is we have to go do something in that kit. So not only do we have to wear the kit, but we've then also got to go and like you know I've got to maybe go do your laundry at the laundromat or something and <laughs> sit there in a full kit for the entire like cycle of a washing load because that's like a good hour what if you make it your profile photo on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram for a week or what if we do that as the X Factor as the X Factor so what's the X Factor so if Liverpool win by three goals or more yeah that's the X Factor and if Fulham actually get a point if it's a draw, yeah, yeah. If, okay. If, if it's a draw, and then if it's a win, then it's just ultimate X factor. Brandon yeah. Just okay. Cool. All right. So there we go. So the bet is profile picture for a week on all social media platforms wearing the opposition team jersey. Yeah. Uh, so that's the X factor bet. So that's if Fulham get a point or if Liverpool win by three or more goals. Yeah. But the general bet is one and a half. So if yeah. Liverpool win by two goals, or if they only win by one. All right. The permutations, we can rattle them out on Twitter, make sure that it, I mean, I'm Good. sure everyone is going to be absolutely pinned to their seats watching that Liverpool Fulham game going, what jersey <laughs> are Will and Branson yeah. going to be wearing next week? I hope people are doing that. Um, so, moving look, on. Moving on. What we liked. This is the segment that I kind of enjoy doing because it doesn't have to relate too much to football. It could be something about semi professional football, something about Victorian football, something from the weekend that we saw that we liked. Mm-hmm. Um, Branson, take the stage. What did you like out of this week? 
One thing I'd like to give a shout out to, I reckon, is we are the semi-pro podcast, and mm-hmm. we talk about semi-professional football and the NPL, and we in are in a very semi-professional environment. Exactly, yes. exactly. We ourselves, this podcast is very semi-professional in the way in everything about it. Yeah. Another semi-professional element. Semi-professional commentary. Yes, it's great. Oh, it? it's very good. And now let me just preface this by saying, don't get me wrong, it is awesome that Football Victoria are broadcasting all these games. It's excellent. Great initiative. Love it. Uh, I'm also saying that I am very aware that commentary would be very hard. It's, I've, I've yes. not done it myself, I'm, so I'm sure it would be a tough gig. And the current commentators, a lot of them might be quite new. This might be their first sort of mm-hmm. live match calling thing. So let me just preface by saying, understand it's very hard. You're doing a great job. Keep doing it because it's the only way you're going to get better yep. is by doing it. Yep. It's the right platform for yep. it. And I'm not having a go, but I'm going to have a little bit of a go. Because <laughs> uh, gee whiz, there are some classic semi-professional moments. Uh, the one that sort of stood out to me is... Uh, commentators just not being there. <laughs> so, 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 like, during the Oakley... Well, like, se- calling in, or...? Oh, well, no, well, just... Well, well, here's the thing. So, the Oakley-Kingston City game, uh, in, like, the second minute they were chatting, and then, like, oh, yeah, and joining us on special comments is... I can't remember his name. This guy who's going to join us for special comments. And then one of the other commentators go, oh, uh, yeah, he's uh, not actually here yet. He's, he's still on the way. He's coming from training, and he's stuck in traffic. Oh, God, so it's like so oh, good. It is, but it's sort of weird because it's like, well, he's not there. It's like surely you know he's not there because there's not three of you in the booth. So if he's not there at the time, why? Why would, would you cross? Yeah, yeah why would you introduce him? Why would you? I like why would you say, it. Like it just points out the semi-professionalness. It's like, oh hey, we're gonna have a third commentator. He's not here because he's in traffic because he had training. But it's like, you know, oh, that's surely, great, though. But surely when it. he just rocked up in the 20th minute, they could have gone, oh, and joining us. The other good one I liked was last week, um, Teo Palazzeri, great commentator, love him, uh, mm-hmm. was just was also straight up late. So he left a, <laughs> so he left a dude who said it but was... But he does, like, every game. He like, does many. He and he does A-League. Yeah, he's in so... Like, he, he well, mustn't did, have free time. I think he did Friday night, Melbourne Knights, Bentley, Saturday, Central Coast A-League... And then Monday he was back at Bulleen. Bulleen, yeah. Yeah, so he did a lot. Anyway, uh, he was late to a game. Left a bloke who said it was his first time commentating to commentate the first 10 minutes on his own. That is outstanding. Um, And he struggled. Baptism of fire. Absolute baptism. But he was saying, and he was up there, he was like, look, this is my first time, don't really know what I'm doing. And you could tell, but, you know, just classic commentary. Love it. Semi-professional in nature. It's semi-professional in all elements. Maybe that's one thing that we need to do is we need to start, you know, even profiling some of the commentators because I definitely have my favourite commentators. I think one of the yep. one of the reasons why I really got into Australian football was to no part due to Simon Hill. You know, yep. his commentary of the Ned 2006 Zellich. World Game uh, World Cup so good. Um, Ned Zelich throws out classics. Ned Zelich, you know, any day, any time, could listen to him talk about football. So well, we need to like get to know the commentators a bit and more because there are, I feel like there's a lot of people who are donating a lot of their time who were just doing this out of passion. They want to do it similar to us. You know, we're doing this just out of passion because we love football, we love semi professional football, we want to do this. And so you know, let's get to know some of these commentators over the season. And don't, get me, and don't get me wrong, they do a great job. Yeah. Well, what did you like? Um, I liked pretty much this week. There was two things. One of them was multicultural roundup coming, which is. The biggest motivating factor for me with football, I love that it's 
got this rich cultural history to it. Um, soccer was used, uh, you know, for migrant communities to maintain their connection with their culture and their, their sort of roots and everything. And I just think protect that at all costs. Australia is and should always be a multicultural country and we should celebrate it. And 100%. So on and so forth. So Football brings people together. It does. Um, Excellent. So to sort of see that formalised, multicultural around, celebrated, love that. You know, on Monday night we went to uh, FC Bulleen Lions mm-hmm. for their women's WNPL fixture against South Melbourne. Yep. And South so, Melbourne won one nil, by the way. For oh, those in a grand final rematch. Just little segue for those listening at home. Yeah. Anyway, so went there. Yep. Um, went there, and the Veneto Club is like a Venetian Italian community yeah, centre. Yeah. It's got everything that you need there. It's got a Very blue dollar Italian. in the car park. Is that just the best thing ever? It's just. How did it get there? Because like, the gondolas <laughs> go on canals, and there's yeah. no canal there. Yeah, well, but also, how do you get a gondola from Venice to? Do you put it on a plane? Do you sail it? Can you sail a gondola? You don't. You paddle across the ocean. That'd be that'd be a lot. I think they don't they push the gondolas along the yeah. bottom of the canals with poles. Big stick, big stick. <laughs> that is a giant. Anyway, yeah. Veneto Club. Um, what I loved about it was you know walking through there. There's the the sort of the bocce setup yeah. was there, and all of the signs were in Italian. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. know, it was it wasn't like this sort of sterilizing it was very much like an Italian community centre and I loved it like you know I don't know what you call a bocce field thing bocce pit bocce bocce pit is good <laughs> the snack bocce <laughs> pit do we start like an underground bocce gambling ring <laughs> just like the bocce pit <laughs> bocce court maybe court field court I don't know I, anyway pen no Twitter idea. someone hit us up you guys know it's way better than we do um the only thing that I didn't really like about multicultural around was the the, the tweet that got sent out for it mm. got absolutely hijacked by people being like the photo doesn't include our flag like you know it doesn't have the right. Greek flag doesn't have the Croatian flag so on and so forth and I get that sentiment but also at the same time I don't think the NPL and I, oh my god I could be so wrong yeah but I don't think like <laughs> FFV and the NPL is sitting there hand creating this image yeah, and for those of who have, flags yeah, for those who haven't seen it it's just it, it looks to just be a stock image of flags and, yeah. and there's a whole bunch of random ones like there's yeah. some African ones but but the backlash so what was the backlash, the backlash like, was that there was wasn't Greek include, Croatian yeah, like, Italian yeah. like those heritage yeah your, your, your cultures that fundamentally have like football roots in the NSL in yeah, oh, yeah, and, totally. NSL so, and NPL and so like I get that... So there's this one thing that's happening of, yep, cool, celebrating multiculturalism in football. And, you know, it's obviously got, like, a a couple of weeks ago, the FFA said that, yeah, we're going to now, like, allow cultural, like, specific names, which shouldn't have even had to have been a discussion that was had, but at least it was had. And, you know, I hope that we're driving this rhetoric of celebrating multiculturalism in football more than sort of trying to um, suppress it, which is probably what's been happening over the last 15 years of the sort of A-League and everything. Yeah. So... For the fact that that to be announced, and then for people to latch on to yeah. the flags that are in the photo, that's not the right thing we need to be discussing about. Yeah, I'm with you. It's, uh, it's sort of a bit of much ado about nothing, I reckon. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I guess I see the point. You know, maybe the maybe if he could have celebrated, yeah, could have celebrated those essential cultures a little bit more. But yeah, so I like multicultural. Around, yeah. I think let's not focus on the quality of an image that's posted let's talk about how good it is and how much we want to celebrate multiculturalism in football and 100% the relationships that it gives us and, and the experiences it gives us because it's genuinely excellent the only other thing that I want to say that I liked really quickly Matilda's kit excellent not semi-professional but 
Matilda's kit released Excellent. this week, sold out in the first batch for yeah, men's oh, kits. And ours. Released a second batch, that yep. sold out as well. 100%. Um, so I'm really happy that... You kit inspired as well, which is good. It's so. also, the, what is it? I think it's the first kit designed specifically for the Matildas. Mm. Love it. All right. for it. Um, and it's so much better than what the men's oh, team wore, what the Socceroos wore at the World Cup. Yeah, that was trash. So much better. Love um, it. Great call. Yeah, really happy with that because there's just so much nice momentum with the Matildas at the moment. Um, you know, we went to the WNPL on Monday night. So great crowd. Great crowd, great football. Great game, yeah. So many things that I couldn't do on a football pitch. Um, you know, like, I'm terrible. I will admit that. We sort of said that earlier on the podcast. Yeah. But, like, yeah. I was really impressed with the, the calibre of football that was being played. Yeah. And... The Matildas now have their home set up in Melbourne. Um, yeah, just... You know, yeah. they've got a World Cup coming up. They've got this excellent kit. They're really looking to go to the pointy end. So I absolutely love that as well. Um, a lot of things going for them. Yeah. Branson, any other thing you want to close out the uh, the what we like section with? Yeah, I just wanted to give a couple of shout-outs, actually. A couple of things. Oh, Mum, Dad? Uh, well, yeah, I guess Mum, Dad. <laughs> hey, hey. The, that wasn't what it was going to be, but go all around, I reckon. We didn't talk about it because it happened in the under-20s, but there was a spectacular bicycle finish. (gasps) Really? There was indeed. The Melbourne Knights, under-20s game, bicycle finish. Classic semi-professional goal. It was sort of like a weird... Oh, I think I did see this. Yeah, a weird played out of the back. The goalkeeper tried to clear it, kicked it into an attacker. The ball then (laughs) deflected to... Another defender, it sort of looked like he kind of hit him in the face. He didn't know much about it. Yeah. He just sort of reacted and went, ah, ball hit him. Fell to the Melbourne Knights player. Nice Back little bicycle, yeah. so bicycle when, kick, chip, finish. When we say bicycle kick, everyone thinks, you know, like Cristiano Ronaldo or Gareth Bale, I think, at the Champions League club. And one of those really, like, well-executed bicycle kicks, this is not one of those. This <laughs> no, is not quite. Scrappy, it is scrappy, um, but it is... Still a bicycle kick. Well, it's semi-professional in nature. Yes. But again, you know, talking about things we couldn't do, definitely that. Definitely yeah. that. Over the head, really nice finish. Another thing I wanted to give a shout-out to is we were talking about the Bentley Green Gully mm. game. You said the derby that we couldn't name yeah. appropriately. The best one that I heard on Twitter yeah. came from a mate, Susha, the Mean Green Derby. Mean Green Derby. Yeah, Which I, I like th- it. That's I, way I, better than ours. Yeah, 100%. He hit yep. that one up. I reckon that's pretty good. That's the best one I reckon we've heard. Yeah. Could be others floating around. But mean Green thought, Derby, like it. Lock it in for the next round. Just thought that was Next round, one. but the next time they play. Yep. Excellent. Um, next segment. New segment. New segment. Ooh. Fresh off the Press. Google Doc. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Let's go with it. Accurate. Accurate. <laughs> um, what a name. Branson, tell us about this. Well, see, this is a new segment I think that we should that we could really get around, mm-hmm. and it's looking at player names. Oh yeah. So awesome, excellent names floating around in the NPL, and I reckon we can throw this open. I mean, obviously we're NPL Vic focused, but it could be across the country. Oh, can NPL... we go international, semi-professional with this? Because I, I feel like there'd just be some cracking names in like. Yep, yep. Any any realms the Dutch of semi- third division or something. Any realms of yeah. semi-professional football will of course yeah. we will of course focus on the Victorian element. But you know there might be other excellent names floating about mm-hmm. in Australia. And what I mean by you know great names, it's just players that have like a super cool name. It just rolls sounds, off the tongue yeah. phonetically. It's lovely. Yeah. And you just hear it. And you go, what a name! You go, that's fantastic. What's that called? Max Power. 
Yeah, like man, classic man. something. Sterling Mortlock was always a name that I quite yeah, liked. Yeah, something like that. Or it also might just be ridiculously long or ridiculously hard to yeah, spell or pronounce. Well, that's about Dutch third division. Yeah. I thought we'd definitely get some ones yeah. in there. Another classic. So I reckon we can take a look at a you know just names as they come across come across our what's, what's uh, our one that's, What's one that stood out for you, mate? What I like would be Giuseppe Marafiotti. Plays Ooh. for South Melbourne. I believe he's a Greek national. Just a great sounding name. Giuseppe, Giuseppe Marafiotti. Classic Giuseppe. That's a great name. Back it up with a stonker and Marafiotti. I know. Right. Like, I don't know if I've ever met a Giuseppe, but that is just classic. Awesome name, I reckon. Yeah. What about you? Any that you can think of well, off, the, off the top of... Uh, this is an early segment. We're sort of fleshing it out here. Yeah. Um, that, so there's... There's a couple that kind of stand out for me. I think there was um, one that you mentioned before in the um, Avondale game. Yeah. Uh, who was it? Bear with me one second. Yitay Towns. That's good. That's a great name. That, yeah. Because yeah. that's like, is he yeah. the club or is he the player for oh, Avondale? He could be. Is like his an... name Avondale for Yitay Towns or is... The, like that sounds like the club, or is he Yitay Towns for Avondale? Well, Yitay Towns could also be like the name of like a fifth division English club, yeah, you know, like Cheltenham Town or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, good. So I like I like Yitay Towns. That's a cracker. Yep. Also um, Cahill for Heidelberg because it just reminds me of Tim Cahill, and also Tom Cahill. Yeah, yeah, like, so it's, like, like, it's like can I borrow your homework? Can I, can I borrow your homework? I want yeah. a copy. It's like yeah, just change it up a little yep. bit. And it's like yeah, you've yep. done that a bit. But. Yep. Uh, another good name, not a player, but a commentator. Matt Sultana. <laughs> Any relation to Tash? Tash Sultana? Yeah. I don't know who that is. Oh, okay. Well, Branson, you live in the north. Who's Tash Sultana? Wow. Everyone. Put Branson oh, in the no, 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 I don't know. Who is it? Musician. Is she? Oh, wow. You've... Oh, I really don't know. Really I really don't know. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Branson, vegan, lives in the north. Doesn't know Tash Sultana. I, okay, great. I'll, look, I'll Google it. It's anyway, Matt, Sol- Matt Sultana. You Matt Sultana. Great, Ripper last name. It's one of those, it's a punchy name. It's like Matt Sultana. You go, great. Yeah. Not necessarily board. intimidating, but... No. Really cool. Really cool. Hey, look. We can check pre- it out. Yeah, that pretty much wraps us up for part two. Join us in part three, and we will preview the games upcoming in round... Excellent. Welcome back to part three of the Semi Pro Potty, where we will preview the upcoming fixtures in this round. Friday night, Branson, what have we got on? Triple header on Friday night, Will. First game we have is Bentley Greens taking on Hume City. Will Bentley bounce back? Mm hmm. Uh, are Hume legit? Will they get another win? Next game we have is Dandenong City versus the Melbourne Knights. Could Dandenong City make it two in a row? All of the dizzying heights. Well, yeah, you know, will the Knights keep on rolling? Yeah, that's a Friday night fixture at Dandy City as well. So, you know, that was the one that we first went to. That's a lovely, lovely event. So get out to that one. Yep, correct. The next one we have also on the Friday night, Port Melbourne versus Green Gully. Solid mid-table clash. Yep. Could be a good chance for Green Gully to get back on the horse. Port Melbourne... Still looking to be higher than where they are. Yep. What's happening on Saturday, mate? Yeah, Saturday we've got three games as well. Um, Avondale host Pasco Vale. Uh, look, Avondale were probably the standout team in form this week. Um, 4-0 win against South Melbourne. Uh, look, I dare say that could be a little bit of dominance from Avondale. They can really flex their muscles mm-hmm. on that one, but got to see that consistency. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heidelberg United host Dandenong Thunder. 
Heidelberg, are they back? Are they sort of, you know, it was a scrappy win this week, yeah, yeah. but, you yeah. know, they got three points. Can they get a little bit of momentum? Daniel Thunder, are they going to rebound? Are they not? Very hot and cold. Very hot and cold, and so that'll be a really entertaining match for that. Altona Magic host Oakley Cannons. Oakley are starting to get pretty desperate for, I think, three points. Yep. Um, yep. Let's see how they go against Altona Magic, who, you know, they've been very entertaining this year, but again, up and down, hot and cold, you know, we'll never really know which, which Altona team's going to show up. So I think that Saturday fixture list is really good. Um, Monday, Branson, what have we got? Monday night, we got Kingston City taking on South Melbourne Ooh. at Kingston City again. Monday night fixture, always good fun. A bit of a Greek rivalry, this one. And the commentators during the Kingston City game were really sort of uh, talking it up a bit, you know, adding, you know, real sort of... A bit of gusto to it. I yeah, like it. Yeah, yeah, really sort of hinting at that this will be uh, building a bit of hype about it. So I reckon that'll be that'll be interesting. And Maybe of course, Kingston be... City still chasing... Yeah. Maybe a, a good result in South Melbourne, very up and down. Maybe this is a good candidate for the uh, $15 meal challenge as well. Could if well it's going to be. be a great yep. rivalry, maybe yep. we have to jump out. Could well be a good shout. Yeah, so also today, um, look, in about 20 minutes, not that you know when we're recording this, you could be out for a run, you could be walking your dog, you could yep. just be um, you know, doing some cooking at home, who knows. But um, Wednesday midday, the FFA Cup Round 4 will be drawn, so we'll start to see a couple of the um, fixtures that are upcoming for Round 4 of the FFA Cup, which very we'll discuss next week. Yeah, Love we really. It. Really good. Um, so, yeah, keep your eyes peeled on social media for that one. We'll no doubt announce who is going to be in round four and what some of the upcoming fixtures are. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Semi Pro Potty on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know what games you're going to over the weekend and we'll let you know what we're going to. Hit us up. Love it. Keep being semi professional and thanks very much for listening to episode five of the Semi Pro Potty. <laughs> <laughs>